What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex the Marine Ruiz, Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, we get to talk some football today. As Alex mentioned, much needed. Let's talk some football. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thank God we have football season. That's right. 2020, 2020 <laughs> is like, what? if you had to like come up with a way to describe 2020, it's like, it's like the worst shot you've ever taken or the, the worst date you've ever been on. That's a 2020. Year. No, I mean, if, if I had to equate 2020, it would be in, it would be in the episode in the office where Michael Scott thought Toby wasn't really back and then surprises him up by the front desk and screams, no, God, that's please, right. No, that's right. Yeah, that's tw- that's 2020 because you you are caught off guard and something that you don't want stays stays around. We are in the season finale of 2020 and it is terrible. Yeah, it's like it's, been, it's like watching the final season of Dexter or Game of Thrones. They just suck. Oh, I and you know what I found out from Jen the other day that uh, Dexter's coming back. Yeah. and I I refuse to watch it. I'm gonna watch so, it. I'm gonna watch it. I mean, it. I'm probably I'm probably gonna watch it, but it was the worst. I I had never been so mad at an ending <laughs> at a show in my life, and I'm not even a I'm not even a TV guy. That was the, I, I know this isn't football, but that is that is literally the worst. Series finale yeah. episode and yeah, my history brother, of my television. brother got me into it. Yeah, my brother Trust got me into me. it. He said it was a good show, and then he's like, "You're gonna hate it." Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. That's that's what well, this that's, is. That's what 2020 is. Twenty yeah. <laughs> 20, 2020 is Dexter. <laughs> the season, the I mean, season, it, the series finale, the last episode of yeah. Dexter. That's what 2020 is. <laughs> for, for you to call it out like that, that's saying something for our yeah. listeners. Not do TV or care that much emotion yeah absolutely so with that being said for our our folks uh we're gonna get into football tonight as always it's brought to you by our partners over at string sports brewery um you know it's it's uh as we get into our show tonight it's florida georgia week and it's and it does this is usually my favorite one of my favorite weeks of the year it doesn't even feel like it at all um, obviously the game is still big when they play it on Saturday, but it doesn't feel like it at all. It, it's just one more, one more thing to chalk up to 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, just a, yeah, I, I hate this year. So, so it we'll really get does. into, we'll get into the, one of the few things that brings us some, some happiness and that's our drink of the night. Um, seeing as, um, Halloween to me, in my opinion, starts the beginning of, the holiday season, you know, Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year's. So you get the you get the ball rolling with Halloween. So because of holiday season, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, start it off with a, a holiday type beer. So I've got a I've got a Sam Adams Winter Lager. Okay, okay. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't gonna get all festive about it, but now I'm I feel bad that I did. I'm not too festive. We were on a witch hunt the other day trying to find this voodoo ranger atomic pumpkin ipa for jen and we struck out oh. we went like over seven at the Dude, places we we went. what's that i saw a Publix down here the atomic pumpkin from voodoo yeah. ranger um, uh, well we went i mean we went everywhere and they were all out so uh 
that was that was a miss on our part. But yeah, Sam Adams winter lager for me to start my festivities. I uh, I'm keeping it light. I've got a couple things going on this week. Um, you know, I'll I'll leave those details out for a little bit later. But uh, I'm just I'm going with the Miller Light. There you go, Miller Light. It's always game time. What do you got, Matt? Uh, keeping it keeping the streak alive. Bush latte. Okay, there we go. So we got we're all drinking beer tonight. That's perfect. That that um that segues us into our our magical land of college football that we start off our show with. And it wouldn't be college football uh tonight without some action. The uh the Mac conference is back in all of its glory tonight. Uh so if you are a true gambling degenerate, He's you probably action. have some action on the Maction. <laughs> <laughs> action on the maction okay. that's what it is and there's always there's always there's guaranteed to be bad beats uh overs that um were completely off unders that were completely blown over and all sorts of things in between so um if you've got yourself some time some money um do some perusing on some of the mac the mac games uh tonight so with that being said, we'll uh, we'll recap some of uh, the notable stuff from last week's college football. Uh, the Florida Gators were back in action um, on Saturday night. They they handled Missouri uh, handily. Uh, number one, Clemson. Matt said that they might struggle. They did struggle a little bit without Trevor Lawrence. Still got the job done. Um, Alabama absolutely rolled Mississippi State. We'll get into a little bit of that game in the what we learned segment, Ohio state and Penn state. That was the big uh, ABC spotlight game. Ohio state didn't really have a problem. Penn state um, put up some, some garbage time points late uh, Notre Dame all over Georgia tech. Uh, Georgia's defense won them, won them the game against Kentucky 14 to three Texas pulling off the big upset of the day over a number six, Oklahoma state. So the big 12, their chances of getting a team into the college football playoff pretty much died there. Cincinnati remains un, unbeaten, uh, ranked seventh uh, last week. They steamrolled Memphis, Texas A&M, who's the Gators' only disappointing loss of the year. They they win again. BYU stays undefeated. Um, Michigan, who had the big win uh, week one against um against minnesota they go ahead they get upset by michigan state who had lost to Rutgers. so once again i stand um i stand correct um in terms of the big 10 being overrated uh north carolina this if there was ever a year for them this would have been it but they decided to blow it again they lose to virginia west virginia takes out 16 uh, kansas state Indiana stays unbeaten, so maybe they're a decent team. Coastal Carolina, the Chant declares, besides the Gators, maybe my favorite team this year. They're ranked twentieth. Um, they won fifty-one to nothing. Love, love to see the small schools doing stuff like that. SMU over Navy, Iowa State, uh, winners over a terrible Kansas team. They're a basketball school. Oklahoma beats Texas Tech, and then Boise State over Air Force. Wisconsin was canceled. They were the other ranked team, but they did not play. So. With all of that being said, there was no Miami, there was no FSU for for last week. Um, what did we learn about college football last week? And I will um, I will start, boys. Um, normally, in the what we learn segment, I don't um, I don't bring up my team as the topic. But what I learned this week is that the Florida Gators can actually play defense. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of took that one right out of me, man. I, you know, I've, I've kind of stayed on board with the whole rankings throughout this whole process, but, um, uh, you know, we saw, remember at the beginning of the season, we saw progressions of Florida, right? Obviously they had a week schedule with Tennessee Martin and Towson and, uh, Mississippi. And then we went, you know, South Carolina and then Texas A&M, which we lost. It was a close game, but as we watched those games progress, right, we, destroy the two teams that we knew we were going to destroy. Uh, Mississippi put up a little bit of fight. South Carolina put up a little bit of fight, but not as much. Our defense played better. Um, and then for whatever reason, in week six, we just, you know, we, whatever, we played Texas A&M and got bombed out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's we, exactly we, what know, happened. Look, we, we, we come back two weeks later because of COVID and we douse Missouri. We stopped them from scoring, you know, to get three scores yeah. on us. So, <laughs> I think we saw glimpses of what Florida should be defensively as they kind of round it out and get their things figured out for themselves. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do this weekend, Florida-Georgia game. Um, right. You know, I'll, I'll be in Orlando, so I'll be trying to catch a glimpse of it every every couple minutes. But, um, you know, if they, if they put up a, a good showing offensively and defensively against the Bulldogs, um, you know, they, they're right back in the race for, um, you know, you know, college football playoff contention. So we'll, we'll see what happens. That's right. And and what was uh, surprising to me was not that we could play defense, but the fact that we did, we were, we, we did it and we did it while missing a lot of guys because of COVID. And so now we got some guys back, but we were still missing a lot of secondary guys. The Gators were, but you know, the, the Missouri Tigers, they scored a touchdown on a, on a, um, you know, a, a, an interception. And then, you know, the defense, the defense basically gave up a field goal. They gave up a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game when the third stringers and walk-ons were playing defense. So, I mean, if you look at it, it was, it was really a 41 to three game, uh, so to speak. So that's, that bodes well, if they can keep that momentum going, like you said, um, and, and they play that kind of football on both sides, uh, then, they certainly have a chance uh, this weekend and we'll get into that. Matt, what did you learn about college football this past week? I learned that Miami isn't the only team that fights on the field sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? The, the, the Gators at least showed some fight and maybe it woke them up. I don't know. Oh, um, I had to throw that out there only because I hear about it all the time. Um, no, I mean, I saw, I watched replay. I mean, honestly, Florida was completely in the right on it, but. In my opinion, I tell you what, we're really fortunate that Trask didn't get hurt. I that, yeah, that, the whole thing though. I mean, that's the reason. Could you could you imagine if that cheap shot and Trask would have really gotten hurt? That would have really sucked because actually, because Emory Jones is our backup and he's he's been playing with a broke hand. Yeah. Yep. Not a not ideal. Um, the one thing I'll say that I learned about a team that we don't talk about really ever is that uh, I'm starting to get onto the Iowa State Cyclones bandwagon. Yeah, you know that's a sneaky good Big Twelve team. Like we said, they, they're always um, they're, they're always good for an upset somewhere every year. They, I think we've yet to see it. So, uh, but we learned that they're that they're a legitimately solid team. They're not. I don't think that they are. Well, they've got a good quarterback. Austin's, don't get me wrong, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. They can have have a pretty good game against a team they're supposed to win. Yeah, I mean they beat they beat Oklahoma earlier in the year. They got the quarterback Brock Purdy. I mean. It's a Big 12 team, so I don't get overly excited or anything like that. But, sure, 
And we also learned that uh, Clemson is very beatable, which has been proven this year, except now with Lawrence down again, they could go down. Well, and you bring that up. And before we move into the uh, the previews, Alex, is there anything you want to add about what you learned about college football? Uh, no, man. I mean, like I said, you, you tapped it. Matt, you just hit another one there with, with Clemson. I mean, obviously they came away with the win this week, but um, I mean, to me, when they played against Boston College, who, you know, is really notorious. I mean, they've been a, a pretty good football program this season, despite their, you know, their woes. But they are they definitely hang tough. Yeah, they, I got to give them credit. For yeah, they, I mean, they're they're a good program right now, which is surprising. I didn't expect that out of them at all. But, um, you know, yeah, especially losing Dill, A.J. Dillon, the running back to the NFL, and then their quarterback transferred out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, just for me, I just I saw a lot of missteps by the Clemson team there that a lot of people didn't think was possible. Um, so it, it just kind of bodes to what we can expect from that team moving forward if they can't find a replacement for Trevor Lawrence to, to get them those those high scoring games that they're used to in winning that division. That's right. So that that'll bring us into looking at this week. And so because we're we're already on the number one Clemson Tigers, they've got their they've got their big matchup of the year um, this week against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame has had their games where they have left you wanting more. They've had their games where they've blown out the teams they were playing like they were supposed to. So Clemson, no, no Trevor Lawrence again. Um, so the the freshman DJ Uiagalele, um, the kid from California, will play quarterback. Now Clemson's still talented, but obviously the kid uh, at QB is is going to be the key. Clemson is a five and a half point road favorite going into South Bend, Indiana. Um, so you know Notre Dame will be fired up, even though the the uh, the stadium won't be packed or and anything like that. But it's it's a big game, you know, seven seven thirty. Um, we'll see. I, I somehow think that Clemson will still get it done, but I'm going to be pulling for the Irish if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be foolish for anybody not to really go for Notre Dame at this point. They've shown they're a legitimate program. Um, Clemson has shown they have uh, faults without Trevor Lawrence, and if they can knock them off that seat, it'll be – I got no problems with it because it'll help me move up. That's right. Matt, what are you, what are you thinking with that game, Matt? As, as a Miami fan, I want to not root for Notre Dame because, A, they're playing as football just this year. They don't have that advantage. And, B, yeah. I kind of need Clemson to stay at number one to kind of pull weight to Miami's schedule. Yeah. So, it I know it's it's a tough catch-22 for you because this is a, this is an ACC matchup now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is now an ACC matchup, so it's a whole different game now. Um. Normally, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, uh, Clemson, no problem. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I kind of want to root against them, but I kind of want to perform. So, I will definitely be tuning into that game, though. I, that's that – Oh, is yeah, the I'll be – Most I excited. will definitely be uh, – I'll definitely be tuning in, hopefully celebrating uh, a Gator victory. So, let's get into some of the some of the big-time matchups. Uh, we talked about the matching tonight. So, my, my mom's alma mater, the Miami of Ohio Redhawks, get to play against the Ball State Cardinals. Um, it's a pick'em game, and the over/under is fifty-six and a half. Pound Miami of Ohio and the over because why the hell not? Life is too short. Um, <laughs> so, 
With that being said, uh, the other Miami, the one that actually is pretty good at football, the Canes, they'll play. Uh, they'll play NC State, so they get back in action tonight. Matt, there are uh, this weekend, I should say. They're a ten and a half point favorite. NC State, though, sneakily, uh, sneakily very, very uh, good this year. Four and two, four and two against the spread. A decent team. They've won. They, I mean, they've won some good games. They've hung in there. It's not going to be a cakewalk for Miami, is it? Um, I, I mean, I don't think it ever really is yet, just because there's still nuances to the team that are, you know, getting better. Miami's not that that cakewalk uh, team yet, where it doesn't matter no. who they're playing. It's not a forty-eight to seven game yet. Exactly, and it, it'll it will get. I think Miami will truly get there. It's just a matter of everybody being patient and just allowing it to build. Um, I think this is a game where, truthfully. I think Miami shows grit. We've seen grit this year, but not like we did a couple of years ago. And I think we're starting to get back to that. We're a better coached, in my opinion. I know it's controversial version of the Rick team, and when we uh, went ten and two, I think we're a better version of that team, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and better quarterback play. I think. I think it's because of the quarterback play, and that's taking a big difference. I think that'll be the key to this game. I think. I'll tell you what, though, you got it. You got a three horsemen in the backfield, though, between the two freshmen oh. and Cameron Harris. Uh, well, Cameron Harris has kind of sucked the past two weeks, so they need to either get him moving need or to something. get him rolling or let the freshman take over. Exactly. I 100% agree. That's not a big deal. You know, we've got Knighton and our freshmen are good. Um, but I think King is going to be the difference maker in this game, and I think they edge out a close one. I don't I, – I think it's going to be under the spread. I really yeah, do. Well, I mean, hey, I think, at, they, at this point, though, it's, it's the time but, of the year where it's survive in advance. But I think they get the win. I think they Miami proved last week with a grit, or nah, the week before with a gritty win that they can be a gritty team when they need to be. So now, what's your what's your feeling about it being a Friday nighter? I, I mean, I hate it, man. Give Normally, me, you don't like that. No, I hate, I hate, oh, I hate any like non day games. Like I really not like non traditional Saturday games. I just yeah, like don't give me some weird off day. Like they do that after. They did it to them against Pittsburgh the day after Thanksgiving that year, said year, yeah. when they yeah. were in contention. And they don't historically play well on Friday. And they oh. played against Boston College, if I'm not mistaken, the last year on a Friday or a year before and got embarrassed. So, well, well they're we'll going to they're gonna have to write that ship. Yep. I'm ready so for some, it. Some other, uh, some other notables, though, a big one out in the whack. Uh, BYU and Boise State. Uh, that's also the late one Friday. So hopefully, uh, after Miami wins, you get to watch right. some BYU Boise State. They're going to play it on the blue turf. I, have uh, all- I cannot stand that field. <laughs> the field is tough to look at. I'm going to be honest. Oh, but if you've ever watched an Eastern Washington game oh, um, I- <laughs> with that red field, you dude. get you get like not both terrible. They are both well, terrible. Dude, I agree what, with that. Well, that has the freaking is it Coastal Carolina has like a green t- turquoise thing that's like yeah impossible. yeah no, but I mean come bad. on that's like it's a it's a shade of green we're not talking about no, red dude. or blue and orange like come yeah. on bro no no no, no. that's um, like that's like freaking indoor football league crap oh it is I'm not it's, disagreeing it's, it's tough it. to watch but <laughs> I love I love it anyway I I love it it's ugly and hideous as shit but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no. so that'll that'll be a fun one. I expect uh, you know BYU's ranked ninth, Boise State twenty first. It'll just be one of those entertaining games. Yep. Um, the the Pac twelve uh, boys they finally have uh, found their nutsack. They're gonna play football this weekend. 
um, Arizona State and USC, who's uh, ranked 20th in the country, even though they're, they're playing their first game this weekend. So we'll see if uh, USC is ready to go. Um, some other some other notables, though, um, the, the battle of the Tar Heel State, North Carolina and Duke. One team was supposed to be good. The others basically it's two basketball schools playing football. So that's always entertaining, um, at least in, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, we'll uh, we'll see, uh, you know, Florida and Georgia. Obviously, that's that's the big one that I'll be paying attention to. The cocktail party at three thirty two top ten. Teams, the winner is probably winning the SEC East and going to Atlanta for the conference championship game. Um, you know, if Florida if Florida plays defense on on par or close to the same way that they play offense, you know, Georgia's a one dimensional football team. They run the ball. They don't have good quarterback play. They don't have a lot of um, deep threats in terms of the the wide receivers and, and making big plays down the field. So Florida stifles the run game of Georgia. Um, I, they're definitely going to have a chance, and if it becomes a who's going to score more points, I'll take I'll take the Gators uh, in that scenario all day. So it's going to be it's going to be fun, you know. Obviously, no no tailgating and none of the traditional stuff, you know, <laughs> Matt and everybody's used to doing. Um, so that'll that'll wait until next year. But uh, the game itself should still be. Uh, hopefully entertaining and hopefully a, a Gator victory, and I don't have to listen to being barked at uh, yeah, all day. So I, uh. <laughs> it's hard to say go. It's hard for me to not say go dogs, but honestly, I if it's going to come to a shootout, I don't think Georgia stands a chance. Florida can score at will at moments, and they will. Yeah, and I mean, as good as as good as Georgia's defense may be, I mean, they're going to be without their. Their safety, Richard yep. LeCount, who's an NFL-type safety, so that's probably one of their best players on on defense. So that obviously just helps the Gators' well, they had a cause. And, and let's face it, good, so, good defense. Florida's going to be ready to play. Yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll be ready. Mullen will have them ready. I mean, Mullen, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. Um, uh, you know, like I said, normally this is my favorite week of the year for that game um, because of everything that goes into it. I don't have that same feeling, but the game – is just as important this year as it has been in a while with them both ranked in the top 10. So we'll see. It'll be a big time, big time game. Um, one of the other ones that I'll pay attention to because I'm pulling for an upset is I'm hoping that South Carolina can, uh, you know, at home can take, can take down Texas A&M. Maybe A&M has one of their stinkers like they did against Vandy and South Carolina does just enough. And, and Texas A&M gets their second loss. And this is obviously just, me, me hoping for, for something, you know, to help out the Gators, but we'll see. Um, we talked about Clemson and Notre Dame already. Ohio State, who, let's face it, they had their win against Penn State. Now that Michigan has lost, Ohio State plays nobody all year. They're already ranked third. They're probably going to just sleepwalk their way into the college football playoff. So uh, these next, you know, four games for the Buckeyes are basically just going to be tune-ups for whoever they play in the in the playoff uh they're gonna they're playing Rutgers the and, and I don't expect them to have a problem there even though Rutgers has has already pulled off one upset this year I don't know if they're gonna get a second um the Oregon Ducks the quack attack they're the they're the ABC spotlight game against the Stanford Cardinal uh Oregon without Herbert for the first time in four years we'll see how they play a lot of a lot of good uh NFL talent on that Oregon team so we'll see um, Tennessee and Arkansas, Felipe Franks and and uh, 
the Razorbacks going up against – we don't know who's playing quarterback for Tennessee. Um, it's a crapshoot right now. It, it, you could be the uh, the hobo slinging moonshine on the corner, and, and he'll make the call on who could play quarterback, or maybe even he'll play quarterback for Tennessee. They need to do something there. Um, they're reeling right now. There are two and three, and, and it's a suicide watch for their fan base. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, like I said, my my uh, second favorite team this year, Coastal Carolina, Sean Declares, plays the South Alabama Jaguars. Um, I just want to see if they can score 50 again for like the fourth straight week. So it'll be a, it'll be a fun weekend of college football, but let's face it. Uh, if I'm being honest, it's a, it's a one game. Uh, it's a one game day on Saturday. I'll be, I'll be locked in at three 30 um, yelling at the TV for three and a half hours. Yep. I actually have to admit the one thing I do love is Miami's got a relevant game. And I get to watch it. And then I also get to full watch Florida, Georgia without any of that weird bleed over interference that would happen sometimes. That's right. You don't, uh, you don't have to worry about Miami playing the same exactly. day and sometimes the same time. I'm actually, so that's always a, it's always a positive. And that way. I'm going to look at it positively. I get to fully engage to both games. And I definitely will be. There you go. So it'll be, it'll be a good college football weekend. We hope everybody enjoys. Um, so We'll uh, we'll get into the big boy league now, the NFL. Um, another another week come and gone. Uh, we've had some more of our uh, another one bites the dust type of type of injuries um, along the way. Um, the 49ers, uh, George Kittle, their tight end, another one bites the dust. His foot injury, eight weeks, uh, so probably probably out for the rest of the season. We'll see. That team has been absolutely hammered with injuries. Garoppolo's going back on the IR. So the 49ers who looked promising on paper in the beginning of the year, uh, they're really going to be in for a dogfight this year. Uh, so th- they're probably going to be one of those teams who goes to the Super Bowl and then the next year completely misses the playoffs. But we will we will see. So let's uh, – Let's look at uh, our week eight review. Uh, we had that doozy on Thursday night. Alex refused to pick the Panthers, and, and he was right because uh, the Falcons won. So uh, last week, though, the everybody went seven and seven. It was it was the, the epitome of an average week in our picks. So for the for the year, Matt, you're sitting at sixty seven and fifty two. Alex, you're sitting at 74 and 45, so you got a seven-game lead on Matt. And then I'm sitting at 80 and 39, so then I've got a six-game lead on you. So that's where we're at. Uh, coming into this week, week nine. So let's uh, let's go over some of those some of those games. The Bills, Bills eked that one over the Patriots. Bengals with the surprise uh, win over the Titans. Raiders went into Cleveland. Uh, and beat the Browns minus OBJ. Uh, the Colts dominated the Lions. Colts defense looks pretty legit. Uh, the Packers uh, lost. We we uh, found out that uh, Dalvin Cook could single-handedly beat the Packers. All three of us had the Packers. My dad picked the Vikings, and uh, he certainly made me hear about it after that game. That's for yeah, sure. Well, I, <laughs> listen, every every blind dog finds a bone, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs covered that twenty-point spread, beating the Jets, thirty-five to nine. I just wanted to see if they could do it. I thought it would be entertaining, and they did. Tua time happened. They, uh, the defense and the special teams really helped them out. But Tua and the Dolphins uh, beating the Rams in Miami, so the rookie gets a uh, 
his first win in his first game. It took Herbert four games to get his first win. We won't go there. Uh, the Steelers and the Ravens, the best game of the day between the best two teams. It didn't disappoint. Yep. Pittsburgh wins and stays undefeated. Uh, Matt was the only one who picked the Steelers. Kudos to Matt there. Uh, not that he's saying they're going undefeated, but he had them winning the game. Uh, Broncos beat the Chargers 31-30. to Don't even get me started on that. Uh, the Saints over the Bears in overtime. Uh, the Bears uh, had a chance, uh, couldn't close the deal. Uh, the Saints went ahead and kicked the field goal in overtime. Seahawks 49ers. I'll give the 49ers credit. They battled. Seattle was too much. Uh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, Alex's boy, just exploded yep. uh, in that game. 12 for a buck 60 and two. Uh, Eagles 23. Cowboys nine in the Sunday night snooze fest. Uh, Cowboys had to start Ben DiNucci. Uh, it was an awful game. game. Yep. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll get into some of that. Yeah, it was, it was just a bad half. The Eagles pulled it away. I I stopped watching that game when it was 15 to nine. I was like, nah, screw this. (laughs) It wasn't entertaining, but the Eagles got it done. It was, it was, um, it was, painful to watch and then the monday night of the bucks and the giants uh bucks pull one off late 25 23 danny dimes was uh crippling and clutch um, (laughs) at the same time if that makes sense he got them down to score the touchdown they didn't get the two they fell short his two interceptions really hurt him we won't Um, go there but we won't go there either just like so the the giants and the chargers just totally uh totally ripped out our souls this weekend, uh, the Chargers were up 24 to three with 8:41 left in the third quarter. Um, as all Chargers fans know, no lead is safe. They've proven that over the years, and guess what? They proved it again. Um, they could not, and they refused to be clutch. Um, they decided that they were going to do not one but two pass interference calls on the last drive of the game to make it easy for Denver. Let Denver score um, with one second left, and then uh, let them. Uh, make the two point or the extra point to win it. So, you know, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, the rookie Herbert played well, but it doesn't matter because they're still the chargers. So with that being said, boys, we've played eight weeks of football in the national football league. We're going to, we're going to do a little bit of uh mid season, uh, mid season reviews, mid season uh, rewards here. So, We'll we'll start with is we'll start with some of our our predictions and see where we're at so far. And I will say this: uh, we'll start we'll start with myself right now. Out of all of the team predictions, I don't have any teams that have been eliminated yet based off of uh, their current record and projected record. So technically, all the teams are are still alive for me, uh, Alex. Your only team that's been eliminated so far is Carolina. You had them going two and 14. Um, They obviously already have uh, three wins. um, So that can't come true, but that's the only team that you've got eliminated so far is Carolina. Your other 31 are still alive. Uh, Matt, you also have Carolina eliminated. You had them at two and 14 as well, but you also this past week got uh, Arizona eliminated because you had Arizona going four and twelve, and Arizona now has five wins. Uh, so Matt, you have two teams that have been eliminated, so you still have thirty out of your thirty-two uh, alive. So, needless to say, we will be eliminating a lot more teams as uh, 
as these weeks go along. Um, I'll I'll say that if the Dolphins win one more game, I have uh, I have them eliminated because I had the Dolphins going four and twelve. Uh, so the Dolphins can't win anymore. Um, some of the other ones that are on the verge of being eliminated, uh, the Lions for for Alex at four and twelve. Uh, if they win another one, um, that one's not looking good. So we'll we'll see. But uh, right now, <laughs> I'll say this: the the ones that we're going to be the most off on are probably going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers because Matt, you had them going uh, seven and nine. Alex, you had the Steelers going, or wait, no, I had them going seven and nine. Excuse me. Matt had the Steelers going uh, eight. 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 Alex has them at ten and six, so Alex has a legit shot. Ten and six. Yep. Suck it. But I'm one win away from the Steelers uh, being eliminated on my on my prediction sheet. So we'll see. But with that said, boys. We're going to go and we're going to give out some first half uh, superlatives here. So first half NFL MVP. We'll start with the big one. Who's your first half MVP? Russell Wilson. All right. Well, I've got no argument because that was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Russ. Okay, so Russ. Russ has been the man. The Seahawks are six and one. I, I can't say that it's not Russ. So um, why don't right, so we're. We're unanimous there with Russ. You know, Mahomes <laughs> putting up good numbers. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, Russ. He's putting up good numbers, but he's got he's got a better team than Russ. Russ is just making it happen again. I'm not. Yeah, he. You know, he really real, is. like. I I feel like at a halfway point, we haven't seen a guy this far ahead in what could be the MVP like ever. Like he. Yeah. I mean, you can't even argue it. He's so far ahead of everybody right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, as long as, as, long as they don't, um, as long as they don't completely yeah. collapse, he's probably got it uh, sewn up for the most it's, part. He, he's looking incredible this year. He's playing the best football he's ever played, despite having a terrible run game going on in that in that in that team right now. It, it's blowing he's, my mind what he's making happen. He's become one of the most complete quarterbacks in the league. Yep, and at a high level at all of that. So. Kind of creepy. When you got a guy that's above average in basically any way you, you know, look at the quarterback position and every statistic, I mean. Well, we talked about it, right? We talked about the quarterbacks that played baseball while they were playing football in high school. I mean, those guys are those guys are coming out in the league right now and they're balling out. They're looking. Yeah, they're they're making a di- they've got a different uh different skill set, different style, and it seems to be it seems to be working Mahomes all right. Following suit, and then obviously we know Kyler Murray. I mean, and he's starting to look – he's starting to get a little yeah. short. Now, I mean, I think his physical limitations are the difference. I don't mean that negatively, but it is a little different when you've got a different arm motion and you're short. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. What about uh, – what about, what about defense? Defensive uh, player of the year at the midway point. Who do you got? Uh, I'm Duck. I'm gonna have to go with Miles Garrett, man. That was that was my guy as well. Guy's been a, a sack monster. He's been uh, the bright spot on the Browns' defense, keeping them in games. So 
Yeah, he's single-handedly uh, keeping him in games, too. Yeah, he, he really is. So, I mean, yeah, Miles My, Garrett was my pick as well. Matt, you got anybody anybody catching your eye The only, like, person I'm going to do that is a homer pick, but it's not anywhere close to being defensive guy of the year, but i got to give him a shout-out is Blake Martinez. Because yeah. – yeah, no, he's he's if, certainly made a difference for that giant. I mean, let's face it, he's made a difference for that Giants defense. Who's, oh, I mean, they're playing well, but I got to be honest. They, in my opinion, they've they've overachieved expectations. In a way, already. yeah, it's like the record doesn't reflect it, but sometimes in some of how they've played, one hundred percent agree. But Blake Martinez has been the linchpin of it, and you saw that on Monday night. You really saw where Blake Martinez, honestly, kind of got in bad rap, I guess, in the. Uh, Green Bay, but I think we're all welcoming him in New York. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with him, man. He's doing but, his thing and making us look good and you know, we'll we'll see what Miles happens. Garrett has definitely had a great comeback and it's like he seems like he's, you know, kinda not an asshole, so good to see. I'll say I'll say that he has he has come back uh ready ready to play. So what about uh what about some rookies, uh offensive, defensive rookies that have stood out, uh could potentially collect some awards. Who who do you guys got on offense? Uh, I mean, for me, I'm liking what I'm seeing in Justin Herbert. I think despite him coming in and starting late in the season compared to Joe Burrow, who started week one, he's he's heated up that race in terms of, you know, offensive rookie of the year. And I, I know people hate that, that it's, it's just a quarterback award. But, I mean, let's face it, those guys are leading these teams down the road. So, uh, I, I would say both of those guys are, are right up there at the top of the list in terms of what rookies are doing this season. Yeah, I I, uh, I can't I can't argue with that. I I, I feel like uh, Bengals fans and Chargers fans have to feel pretty good that their teams have their quarterbacks the way that they've played so far. Matt, what do you got for an? I mean, the guy you, you kind of took him because you decided to do two. Um, there, douche. <laughs> You like cool, cool hand Joe? Cool I, hand you Joe know, Burrow? I, I've, I have been quiet about him for a lot of the year, but I really like what I'm seeing from him. He's showing that, I guess, what we saw last year at LSU wasn't a complete fluke of just a really good team that he had some hand in because he seems very poised. And like, there's the videos of him, like you know, talking to players and trying to learn. So like, I see a guy that's going to continue growing and developing. Is he going to be the best of the class? I don't know, but. Of course, you're being quiet about it because you guys got on me hella hard when we were doing our picks about Joe Burrow and the Bengals. You said that week two. <laughs> I like well, them. Good for you, but I'm. You, hey, I've come around on him. About damn time, come around on DK Metcalf. I don't too. hate DK Metcalf. And it's like our <laughs> time because As... you're just weirdly obsessed with the guy. Because well, he's legit. Yeah, he's legit. It's hard for me to to go against Herbert and Burrow, but just to throw another one out there, a guy who's been a beast um, as a rookie, um, Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the yep. Steelers. Yep. And then uh, probably one of the only bright spots here in Jacksonville, <laughs> undrafted running back James Robinson, um, who's already got six touchdowns um, and on, on his way to uh, probably a pretty productive rookie campaign. So I'll just – Throw those two guys out there as other guys. Justin Jefferson with the Vikings has been another one who's who's kind of come onto the scene um, as well. So the, those are some other offensive guys. But what do we got about defensive rookies? Because there's some good ones. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. I'm not really watching defense this year just because ours has been all over the place. Um, well, I'll say this. One of the best defensive rookies was the one who who made that uh, controversial P.I. call in the Monday Nighter, and that's Antoine Winfield We're not talking Jr. about that game. We don't have to talk about the game, but Winfield Jr., the safety for the Bucks, has been uh, probably one of their best defensive backs all season. Um, same with uh, same with Jalen Johnson, the the corner from the Chicago Bears, leading them in uh, in pass deflections and interceptions. So two two defensive guys in the secondary, both in the NFC, uh, they've stood out for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, other there, there's a, I wanted to let you guys kind of get in there. I mean, honestly, I don't know his numbers aren't going to probably reflect it too much, but I mean, Chase Young is starting to have a pretty damn good year on the whole. That that's what I was gonna say. He's he's yeah, starting I mean, he's to what? move he's got up that three and board. Three and a half sacks already. Yeah, he's he's moving up rather quick, man. I, I thought I thought he's, for sure he would have a, a quicker start, but he's well. I mean, if he didn't have that injury, he might be really tearing it. Yeah, up. exactly. That's, yeah, no, I I agree with you there. He's gonna um, be. A I mean, honestly, a guy that I think's kind of gotten forgotten about in a way um, is Akuda's had a pretty damn good year at corner as well. It's just you know he's. On the team. Yeah, just playing, just playing for the Lions, but it seems like it could be a, a building block for them. So that's that's a pretty good. I mean, there's been some impressive, uh, impressive performances this first half of the year. We'll see how the second half unfolds with not only our our predictions and and everything like that, but we'll see how uh, how players perform as well and who can stay healthy. So let's uh, let's get into this this week uh, this week nine preview, boys. Um, it starts off with the, the Thursday nighter tomorrow, Green Bay and San Francisco. It was reported with the, the COVID lockdown for San Francisco. The game was up in the air, but everything's going to be as scheduled. Uh, San Francisco, obviously, we've mentioned they've been hammered with injuries. Uh, Green Bay got hammered uh, uh, on, the run, on the run game against Minnesota last week. I, I, I think that... Uh, Green Bay will bounce back, but also I, I just think that the the Niners are are too beat up right now. Mullins is back at quarterback for them. Running back has been a merry-go-round, um, and I think Rodgers is uh, is going to get back on that war path. The Packers are six-point favorites, um, so I, I'm thinking uh, the Packers will will even cover that spread on the road. So I'm going to take Green Bay, and uh, I would lay the six. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's – I'm going to go Green Bay. It, it's kind of hard to go against them at this point, despite some of the woes that they've had. I mean, they're using practice squad guys as their running backs, for, for Christ's sake. So, it's uh, – it's def- Rodgers going to have to lead them. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers going to have to do, you know, classic Rodgers and not two just terrible performance Rodgers this, this, this season that we've seen. Um, We've seen some missteps by him, but again, I think people sleep on Nick Mullins and the 49ers. He's, I don't know what it is, but the dude's always been successful as their backup quarterback the last couple seasons. He has been um, a pretty good backup. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't think people give him enough credit. I said it before, you know, the Giants game that, you know, this, this guy is somebody that they're not going to game plan for, and they really should because he's a decent NFL quarterback despite, you know, being a nobody. So, um, you know, I, I think we see a, a good performance by him, but ultimately I, I think Green Bay is going to end up taking the cake on this one. What do you got uh, there, man? Not really much else I can add to that. Uh, basically, 
Thank you. Sorry. We're going to get back to the FU Rogers tour. Um, Alex yeah. covered basically a lot of the points I was going to make about Mullins because we watched him play against the Giants and actually looked like a pretty damn good quarterback. So I was like, okay. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, then it's a, it's a clean sweep. My dad's got the Packers as well. So all four of us on the Green Bay uh, revenge tour. Uh, Baltimore heads to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Baltimore uh, coming off a tough loss with uh, Pittsburgh. They're two and a half point uh, road favorites. You know, this is funny because both teams are five and two. Both teams are, are, are good teams, in my opinion. Um, I think, believe it or not, um, that the Ravens can be figured out in, in terms of making Lamar Jackson have to throw the ball and be a quarterback and not a video game quarterback. Um, and I think that that's something that the Colts can do. And I mean, the Colts already have like four pick sixes this year on defense. So uh, this is probably not the popular pick, but I'm taking the Colts uh, in the game. They're, they're plus two and a half. So I would, I would put uh, money line on the Colts, but I'm taking the Colts to win this game at home. And uh, and surprise. That was going to be my big like. I'm calling the upset type game this week. So you say say all of that. So yeah, I'm I'm jumping on the Colts <laughs> all day uh, for uh, Sunday this week. It's I think they play really good defense. I think they're going to make Lamar Jackson have to throw the pocket out of the pocket, and it's not something he's proven he can do consistently at a high level. So that I think becomes That's a difference. Right. Hopefully, Philip Rivers can just game manage because if the, if he can do that get the ground game going for Indy I think you watched Colts just overpower him yeah what do you got Alex yeah it'll be a clean sweep man my my biggest gripe with the with the success that the the Baltimore Ravens have had is is Lamar Jackson is just not a good thrower yeah. Um. I. I mean. I, I mean. He. Won, he won the Heisman in, in college because he's because of his legs. College quarterback has yeah. been run. Yeah. Um. I mean, guys. Last week they 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 took the loss and granted he had a great performance, but the guy had nine rushes for 108 yards and had less than 200 passing yards. And I get he's taking the fall for not targeting Hollywood Brown and, and well, this, he that, had third, two bad but, interceptions too. Yeah. Exactly. He had he had two picks this year, or two picks this last game. I mean, the guy's thrown. He hasn't thrown more than thirty passes in 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 one game. He's thrown more than thirty passes this season, and he's got God. I mean, four or five games sub two hundred yards passing this season. Yeah, and uh, that, I mean, it, it's just not looking good for him. He's getting sacked more too because he's trying to stay in the pocket too long because he's just not a good pocket passer. Yeah. All right. So we've all got the Colts. My dad is the the lone one with the Ravens. Now this next game should be an easy one. Carolina going uh, to Kansas city. Uh, I'll keep it brief. Chiefs. (laughs) 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 Even, even with run CMC coming back for Carolina, I don't see Teddy Bridgewater out dueling Patrick Mahomes. Do I have to say anything on this one? Like, I, I, listen, before I even brought this game up, I already penciled you in for Chiefs. Thank you. <laughs> Screw Carolina, Chiefs all day. What do you got, Matt? This is a tough one for me because I honestly, I, I think. What are you, for the what? Race, but 
I, I am not going to bet against Reed right now. I think this is when the Chiefs start really um... – I mean, the Chiefs are a 10 and a half. Oh, no, I know. Favorite. But I think this is – I think this is – Because Carolina sucks. I think this is a game where you're going to have to grind it out. But it'll be one with eight minutes to go in the game. Let's just put it that way. Just... No. Right, fair enough. So you got, yes. you got the Chiefs. All right, so clean sweep for the Chiefs, my dad included. Next one, we've got um, – Chicago five and three at Tennessee five and two Titans are a six point home favorite. Both these teams coming off losses. Chicago's was in overtime to the saints. I got to give it to the bears that they hung tough. Tennessee got absolutely mauled by the Bengals. So this is, this is a tough one uh, for me. However, that being said, I will ride the King Henry train and take the Titans um, and seeing the Yuli Bulldozer uh, try to rebound. Uh, but this one I am not confident in. And if I was betting it, I would take the Bears plus the six. But I'm, I'm taking the Titans to win outright. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm, speaking of Derek Henry, it's funny to me. Have you guys actually been to Yuli recently? Not recently, but so, I've been up there plenty. So they've got a, they, they, you know how they're like, oh, welcome to Yuli. They've got the sign out there now that says, welcome to Yuli, home of Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, listen, you have to have your claim to fame. Oh, I man, mean, it was all, I drove by it the Cal- other day. I saw Caldwell, it. North Carolina does the same thing for Madison Bumgarner and yeah, Eric Yeah, like, why? Good what's John Bumgarner? Yeah, dude, I, I mean, for me, look, we saw the Titans struggle last week. They're still leading the division. Um, I, you know, I think that was just a small bump in the road for them, and I, I think they take this one easy. All right, Matt, what do you got? Alex has got the Titans. Well, I think the only thing that Chicago Bears – You've been you've been liking the Bears. You've taken the Bears in some games well, this year. I yeah. think their defense is going to show up clutch, and I think they're going to slow Derrick Henry just enough for them to have a shitty offensive attack to somehow magically score enough to continue being the shittiest good team in the league. I got Chicago. <laughs> so you're this is your so you're this is your swing game. You've got the Bears with the rest of us with the Titans. No, I, I will I will point this out, okay? Nick Foles is eight touchdowns to seven interceptions this year. Has he been better than Trubisky? No. I actually I agree. Trubisky gets um, in this game. And I think that 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 being said if you look at overall production, the Titans rely on Derrick Henry to have a good game, and he's going up against a very stacked Chicago Bears defense. Yeah, it's, However, it's going to be tight. Titans have a good defense as well, so if they can stop and Allen Robinson, got Desmond King in that trade from the Chargers, if they, if they can stop Allen Robinson, who has almost double the amount of receiving yards as Corey Davis, who's leading the Titans right now in terms of receipt receiving yards. Um, you know they might find a way to pull this off. I, I look, it'll be a close game. I just yeah, I don't I won't think. I'm surprised if yeah. the Bears win. I'm just picking we, the Titans. Mitch Trubinsky's injured. He's 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 injured. Uh, yeah, he can't play. Yep, but he can't play at all. Shoulders hurt. Uh, I I think Tennessee's defense gets to Nick Foles and and probably pops him and he he's going to have to come out the game. The guy's very fragile. Well, that's a fact. He is. So next uh, next one on the docket. Denver Broncos go to uh, Atlanta, who just got their second win. Atlanta's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. This one is a, a, a tough one because I I watched both of these teams, obviously because the Broncos played the Chargers and then the Falcons because it was the only game on TV. Um, I think 
that Atlanta will be able to outscore Denver enough. Um, I, I wasn't overly impressed with anything I saw from the Broncos. I was just completely dumbfounded by the lack of willingness to win a football game by the Chargers is what it came down to. So I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. I'm going to ride uh, some of Alex's thoughts on the fact that the Falcons are too talented on offense not to score points. Yep. Uh, I mean, you, you got it straight from me on that one. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely picking uh, the, the Falcons. I, I do have some concerns with, with some of the injuries that they're dealing with right now. They're going to be out Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, who's been their best receiver. Right. Uh, Zach McKinley's going to be out. So they, they've got some guys that aren't going to be participating in this game, which are huge production guys for them. Um, that being said, the Broncos are now seeing an increase in, in COVID cases, so they're going to be losing some guys that are important to their defense and their offense in order for them to be sustainable against right. the high-scoring offense that is the Atlanta Falcons. So – um, I, I think just because of those factors alone, it'll be a tight game. But I think that um, Atlanta is a far superior team than, than the Denver Broncos are, and I think they take the win. Matt, well, I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're far superior because, quite frankly, Atlanta – I mean, there's no reason anybody should pick Atlanta, I, I, quite frankly, because they have coughed up leads and they suck. But I think I think Denver yeah. – deals- The Chargers are the AFC they, version of the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the NFC version of the Giants. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. I just I think Denver with the injuries and then dealing with COVID, I think it's just going to be a, just enough to kind of weaken them. Where Atlanta looks like they're you know a talented team when they're really not. But I'll take Atlanta. All right, so this is the swing game for my dad. He's the only one who's got the Broncos, and that's just a stick it to me pick. Um, next game we've got uh, Detroit rude. and Minnesota. Um, I think that the recipe for victory is very clear in this game. It's Dalvin Cook versus the Lions, uh, so I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, I'll keep it short. I'm going Vikings. Matt Stafford, we saw, you know, drop to the uh, COVID-19 list. He won't be playing this week. Uh, Yeah, they're going to go with – are they going with David uh, Blau? Uh, yeah, I, I can honestly tell you right now, I, I didn't even know who their backup quarterback was. So yeah, uh, the only reason why I know it's Blau is because he had to play on yeah. Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, they're 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 screwed. They're toast. <laughs> so we'll see the like Falcons shooting fish in a barrel. We'll we'll see not the Falcons. Excuse me. We'll we'll see uh, the Vikings come out and play like we thought they would all season long. That's right. I, Matt, I, I'm what you still got? not giving the Vikings this, you know, chariots of fire, you know, road to victory, but um. I, I do. They've been. They've, they've looked good. I think if Stafford were playing this game, I would take the Lions all day, truthfully. <laughs> but I think that's going to hurt him just enough. I think it is Blau starting, so we get to watch him kind of stink it up again on Thanksgiving. Um, so, <laughs> all right, why won't you give? Why won't you give the Vikings their credit, I mean, man? They're because he he's disappointed that they don't I have. I think the Neil Hunter win. literally would have made that team that much better. I said it at the beginning of the year, and I will stand by it. That defense would be absolutely nasty right now, but that was the key guy that, you know, is completely changing the defensive identity. Now they're just – Let's, well, let's, a, be, let's be serious, though. I mean, they've only been really destroyed in two games, but like, dude, two of their losses this, good this season. Team, what, like, what really truly is intimidating by them besides Dalvin Cook last week? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Cousins, has been, Cousins has been mediocre. I mean, Dalvin Cook could be uh, uh, an MVP. Yeah, that's, I mean, dude, it's like AP, you know, all over. Well, we've all we've all got the Vikings, so that one's a that one's a clean sweep, um, which honestly is no surprise. Now, Ooh. the game of the day will happen here in <laughs> Duval County. The one in six, the one in six Houston Texans go against the one in six Jacksonville Jaguars, also known as the Sad Cats. Now, there will be no Minshew mania, which is let's face it, been extinct as long as the dinosaurs. Jake Luton, the rookie quarterback who has not taken an NFL snap in the regular season or the preseason because there wasn't one, will be starting for the Jaguars. Um, this game boils down to quarterback play, and Deshaun Watson is far superior to a guy who's never said hike in a game before in the NFL. So I will take the Texans um, to win this game. If I was betting it, I would also – um, bet them to cover the six and a half, but I'm taking tech, the Texans. This is, yeah, this might be the hardest game for me to pick this week. <laughs> oh boy, what? because I want to pick the Jaguars so bad, but I can't. There's not hell. Yeah, dude, there's there's no unless you're just a a blinded diehard. Yeah. there's no logic that says, "Yep, I'm don't taking get me the wrong. Jags I think Robinson win. probably has a nice game. To be completely honest, and I don't think the Jags are going to get like absolutely destroyed because I just don't think. No, I I don't think they're I don't but think they're getting think, destroyed either. But I really don't see how they're going to score enough points it's to, gonna, to win this game. I mean, let's let's look at it. Let's let's be realistic here, right? Fourth, they 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 came out and it was it was their first game without dipshit. Really? And and they destroyed the Jaguars, who were a terrible team, at thirty to fourteen. And then they go on the road to play friggin'. Or, yeah, they go on the road to play the Titans and have to. They, and they almost had that. They one. almost win that one and lose it in overtime. Now, obviously, they lost to the Packers because the Packers were having a, a good week, not a bad week. And we're gonna come. We're gonna come off of a, a a very strong loss, is what I'll call it, because they performed well in that game and and lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like that's not. <laughs> there's no way, man. This is a so Texans Alex, game. Texans. Yeah, this is a Texans game. There's there's no way. They're clean sweep in the division with 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 the Sad Cats this this year. It, it just it's gonna happen. Such hatred. I honestly hope I am wrong in picking Houston. Well, that's fine. I mean, I I would rather the Jaguars win the game, but I'm I'm picking the I'm, Texans. So we've all we've all got the Texans, my dad included. So that's a clean sweep game. Damn, this is uh, a close now, week. Well, the uh the big the big the the big game in the NFC this week the one and seven Giants the two and five Washington yeah. football team. Um, I'm gonna be brief because when we're done with our um our picks, we're gonna do our our bold predictions for the second half. Um, but I am gonna take the Giants uh on the road to win this game. Yeah. yeah um. Look, we we've seen the Giants. I'm picking the Giants this week. I didn't pick them last week, and they had an opportunity. I won't get into it because it's bull. Um, but if we go <laughs> back, and, if we go back and look at what the Giants have been doing all season long, they lost by four to the Bears. They lost by eight to the Rams. Uh, they lost by three to the Cowboys. One to the Redskins. One to the Eagles. Two to the Buccaneers. And a lot of those that's losses six, were because Daniel six. Jones 
couldn't six put it, games yeah, where they've lost by one that, possession. That, 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 that puts a team that's currently sitting here at, at one and seven at six and one. Had they yeah. had they had a quarterback six, and, six a, and a receiving losses. team that could could get it done for them. So I'll, I'll say it again. I said it last week. Daniel Jones has to stop the mistakes if they're going to move forward as an organization. Otherwise, we're going to be seeing this team probably drafting a quarterback next year's draft. Matt, what do you got in the game? Well, I'm sticking with my homer pick because yeah, um, I'm not picking against. You should ever be. That's fine. So my dad, my dad's got the swing game. He's the only really? one with Washington. Well, I'm going to punch your dad in the face. I just here's my <laughs> thing. I, I I think that there is a lot to this team that needs to get better, and quite frankly, it's oh, sure. when you're so, one and seven. That's it's, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. Uh, dude, but to surely say that it's on Jones and that he maybe we may be drafting quarterback because of that, I think is asinine. Because quite frankly, the receiving core isn't that great. Now there was some misses. I don't know what was happening. During a game, I think that has a lot to do with maybe now the line actually provided even more time than he already had, which was not awful anyways. But I feel like he had too much time, and I think he's getting in his own head because you watched him. He started looking around too much. Like, he was looking off receivers too much. He did the exact opposite of what he's been bitching okay. about all year where he's lost. He's got to find that so, balance. That's so, okay, so so let me let me do this then. Throws for two touchdowns week one. No touchdowns again until we play Washington. Throws one there, but throws an interception. Throws two against the Eagles, but throws an interception. Throws two against the Bucks, but throws two interceptions. He's nine games straight with a turnover, going up against the basically the, the defensive rookie of the year in Chase Young and a stout Washington defense. Um, and his stats, outside of his passing yards, are worse than Nick Foles, and we're over here degrading Nick Foles because of how terrible a quarterback he is being for them. And you're okay with the New York football giants retaining Daniel Jones in year three instead of going to somebody who's possibly going to be an upgrade. And I don't even like Ohio State quarterbacks. You're saying Daniel Jones is the fit. You're going with Joe Judge's statement that Daniel Jones is their football quarterback this season. Yeah. Despite the trouble he has had in ball security all yeah, season he's long, he's played twenty games. So let's keep let's let's remember that. Like we do the same thing to every quarterback, but like come like let's you got to throttle back a little bit and realize that he has made some good throws that have not been caught because the receivers did not do their job. And it's been no, no, I, I I'm not arguing but, that. I, I've seen him throw perfect passes repeatedly. But let's let's so look let's look I'm at saying, the facts here. All, He's regressed from last year. He was he was twenty four and twelve last year, and he is seven and nine this year. Yeah, it's it's been a regression, and not in areas where you. I'm not arguing that he's been good. That is not my argument. My argument is is that he has shown enough signs that he is still the guy. Now, quite frankly, that's right. That that is right now. Season is really going to be. My opinion could change because if he does keep throwing the costly, and he's it's not. I mean, if he finishes with like eleven and twenty-two, well, that's we that, exactly. If he's starting to be able to come up with some games where, yeah, he throws two picks, but is at least at minimum putting up, you know, a touchdown or two. I mean, I'd prefer it to be one. Well, he's got to cancel. He's got to at least cancel I, I out and break one. even. He's got two games. That. He's got two games this season above eighty and a QBR I rating. I accept two to one ratio all day because, quite frankly. I'm trying to 
Yeah, but he's got he's to get there. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's, yet. he's not there. But let's see. Again, yeah. I'm saying that's right now. So we're doing midway. We're talking midway part of the year. I'm looking at it from that lens. Will I maybe shift on that by the end of the year? Yeah. It's possible because he has been bad. But I'm just saying, let's sure. still let the season play Tom. out on Jones. Let's get these next game. Let's get these next games and see what he does. Well, also, for a too, let's year. see what's so, Hernandez. The, the, like, I'm sorry. I know he's out for COVID, but they blatantly played better on the left hand side. The left side of the line blatantly played better. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes it takes a shake up. Chemistry, well, are, you never know. You got to let things do play we know? Out. That's why, have, you know, they got eight more have, left. Have to go. we heard anything that Hernandez is starting again yet or not? No, we haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything that he's been cleared, so it, it could be same O line uh, structure for this game. So we'll see. Which which is not a terrible yeah. thing. I mean, obviously you want your best. I don't players, think he's the best player. It could be worse. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying it could it could be worse. So, uh, big one here though. One o'clock, Seahawks Bills. Um, this one I think is a tough one because you got an you got an MVP on one side. Um, but a team that doesn't really play very good defense. You got a team on the other side that plays pretty good defense, but the quarterback can either sometimes look like an MVP or look like an average Joe with Josh Allen. I I am very, very, very tempted to circle the wagons up in Orchard Park, New York, and take the bills in this game, but my my gut tells me Russ is the man, so I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean – Look, we're we're talking about who a guy who came out the gate who we thought was going to be a, an MVP contender, telling the media that the Seahawks will be quote a four quarter dogfight, and this guy has played like absolute ass. The only reason the Bucks have been held in the games is or Bucks the Bills have been held in the games as close as they have is because of their defense. Yeah, well, their de- their defense came in clutch against the so, Patriots this past week. I'm so. picking Russ all day, yep. every day, six sheets to the wind. We're looking at Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. It, there's they're, they're not going to stop him. It's just not going to happen. He's going to have what another. What do you got, Matt? Because you, he's going to have another. On the Bills, Matt. So, do we know if Dunlap is playing this game yet or not for Seattle? Uh, uh, I, I think he is. I think the trade went through um, to where he's had enough time now. So I think he's so, playing. Let's take a look. I'm bringing it up, and I know it's going to sound weird, but I... does that trade happen before yeah. the deadline? It's been more than ten days. Yeah, right there. No restrictions on Carlos Dunlap or Jamal Adams. Both full go as if, as they got an update from uh, from Pete Carroll today, and they also go. they also restructured Carlos Dunlap's uh, yeah. contract. So that they could have a little bit of cap space um, for the rest of the season. Yeah. So with that said, I am still taking Buffalo, but I think I think it's because <laughs> Matt's got a swing well, game. Here. I, that's my second. Um, shock it. That's fine. Go. Ahead. You can. You can. You can. Hey, keep picking the the obvious losers. I've been I've been hitting on more of that, and that's all I'm going to say. But um. I think it's going to take a little bit for that defense to click with the added guys. I think it's going to give up some points. I think Allen will play well because they're not that good of a defense where he drives. Give me Buffalo because they play good defense too. 
All right, so Matt's got the Bills. The rest of us got the Seahawks. So the next game on the slate, uh, the Raiders and the Chargers, um, until they prove to me that they can do it, I won't believe it. Uh, my faith is in JC, not LAC. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm taking the Raiders to win this game. Oh, I know that hurts you. Oh, yeah, because they're the – I mean, I hate I hate the Raiders more than any other team. <laughs> I want to be wrong about this pick. But until the Chargers prove to me that, A, they can hold a lead and not choke it away, or, B, consistently win close games, because this is always a close type of game, I, I won't believe it or I won't have the confidence that it can happen. So Herbert is not the problem, which is, you know, for me, that's that's uplifting and that's a positive. The fact that the rookie quarterback who's played five games is not the problem. Yeah. Um, but that's concerning that the defense and the way that the team's being coached and put into positions is the problem. So I'm taking the Raiders. They're four and three for a reason. They've beaten the Chiefs already. Um, they can run the ball. Uh, our defense gets more and more depleted each and every week. So, you know, maybe Herbert balls out, which he's been doing, and we win, you know, 35-34. But in, until I see it happen, I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, I'm. this is going to be – I don't know if it will be a swing one for me. I don't I don't know. I don't I'm, call it my gut for some reason. It could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers this week. Um, going back and looking at the Raiders, I mean, they've only got – a couple, you know, a couple games over 30 points. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think they're going to outscore the Chargers. Yeah, your defense is, sorry to say it, it's terrible, man. But, um, and that's, you know, it's it because of injuries. It's, it's, it's really not because of, you know, lack of talent. It's it's because of injuries. So I, I'm, I'll credit it there. Just injuries and just not clutch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, look, you've got a great quarterback in, in Justin Herbert. Um, he's got a, an amazing connection with your with your freaking teams. That is, I, I can't even – it's quick. Yeah, you know? Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah. I mean, the, t- the offensive players are the, – You guys are clicking. Um, so, you look, I, I love seeing it. I like seeing, you know, the guy having success. I'm picking the Chargers. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they're going to – this is going to be a game that the Raiders aren't going to pull off. Well, I, I hope you're right. Like I said, I want to be wrong. Matt, what do you got? I actually am agreeing with Alex. I got Chargers only because I just don't see the Raiders being able to score, even though I know the Chargers uh, defense is heavily depleted. I still think they play well enough somehow to keep in games, but I just don't think the Raiders are good enough to slow down the connection that Herbert's been having with the wideouts because it's, it's, he's going to he's gonna throw some numbers, and I think it's going to – Speed of difference in this game. I think Herbert. This is this is going to be the game where we finally go. Oh, Herbert gets the win. Yeah. Well, I hope so. So this is my swing game. Everybody else has the Chargers, and I don't have the That's Chargers. Kind of funny, the actually. So. Uh, yeah, no, don't figure, right? <laughs> that's just, that's just where I'm well, at. That was, that was like last mother. week, man. Everybody had yeah. the bucks except for Matt. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So here we, here we go. Dolphins, Cardinals, Tua versus Kyler. Um, you know, Tua, I mean, he, he looked okay. He wasn't very impressive. Um, uh, Kyler Murray, I think is legit. Um, the Cardinals are starting to show that they're legit. Um, so I'll take the Cardinals. Yeah, it, it was an easy one for me on this one. I, I definitely think the, the Cardinals are the better team. Um, 
you know, got to give a shout out to my cousin's husband, Kylie Fitz, getting some sacks and, and some massive game time play. So congrats to him. Um, look, man, I, I know it, it, I think it was too early to start to a, Honestly, I really do. We were seeing Fitzpatrick have success. He had success that game before they brought him in in the fourth quarter. Um, really don't know why they, you know, they put him in, but, um, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are in the playoff. Huh? Yeah, so, I mean, for whatever reason that is, they're, they're deciding to move to Tua. Um, I don't – look, I, this could be this could be one of those situations where they're just doing this to see what he has in the tank because they're – I mean, they, they don't know what they got in this kid. That He's injury prone, so – I don't know. I'm just not sold maybe, on Tua. Maybe they want to see what they got in case the Texans get a top three pick and the Dolphins could draft. Right, and, and that's what I'm saying. They have the opportunity to pick high because the Texans don't have that pick anymore. So they could just be doing this to see, like, hey, what do we – I'm not saying they're going to, but they if could the be – If the Dolphins land with the first pick, did they take Trevor Lawrence? Do you have to do I that? I think you have to. I, I think that's a no-brainer. I mean, there's – I don't care who has the team. It, it, for Jesus, I mean – since Kansas City can go off and win the Super Bowl again this year for all I care and somehow miraculously end up with a number one pick because of a trade or something the season prior, I still think they would take Trevor Lawrence as draft capital. Like, you yeah, just can't take – even to. with Pat Mahomes, I think you still take him and then use him to just just, just pile the chips on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a no-brainer. You have to take Trevor Lawrence. If the Giants are sitting at one, I'm sorry, you have to take Trevor Lawrence. You don't, you don't even yeah. give Daniel Jones a thought. You, you take the guy. Matt, what do you got, Dolphins? Well, I don't really feel like getting into the whole draft crap because it just annoys me because it's ridiculous. But um, no, we're not gonna. I you saw a lot of what I was gonna say. I actually think that they did start him too early, but I think the Dolphins also showed that they did it. They won as a team against a Dolphins defense, number one in the league in points per game, only giving up seventeen so points. Dolphins yep. secretly have a really good defense again, which I think comes from Graham or um. We have Graham. I don't know. Flores, Flores got them playing some right. Patriots defense. Flores. I, I, Graham's us. I think it really stemmed down from Flores, and I think he's got this team playing good football. Um, I mean, honestly, I think Tua looked pretty average, if not kind of sub-average. But yeah, he did. He was. You know, the thing that the was good long. is it kind of tested the waters. Is they could try some things. It didn't really matter if he was good or not, but he gets the win. So now, I think the team accepts that he is the guy that is good, they're going to roll with. Why well, and they know they can win with them because exactly. they've done it. Yeah. I think that was a perfect yeah. scenario for him to come in, and the Dolphins may have played that extremely well. And I, I, so you got are you yeah, taking the Dolphins the to win? Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are still a flawed team. They've got great players in a lot of different areas, but I just I see them being right. they got they're that team you can poke holes in them. Surprise, surprise, Matt has another swing game. As we all have the Cardinals, Matt's got the Dolphins. So uh, here's going to be a – here's an easy one for us to pick. It's the biggest spread of the day. Uh, Pittsburgh playing Dallas. Dallas is going to start Garrett Gilbert. Their backup is Cooper Rush at quarterback. This is Steelers. They'll cover the 14. Dallas is 0-8 against the spread this year. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Steelers. Actually, uh, more recent reports this week were that um, they don't they don't know if they're starting Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush. Well, that's even worse. So yeah, it makes so I, I mean easy. they don't look they don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. They lost their star quarterback, and the team has crumbled ever since then. And granted, first year with Mike McCarthy, and I get you know the new coach and getting through the woes. No, this they've is got 
Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy has way more talent than he has ever had playing in his career. No, and he's not. even even yes, Bad yes. Year. Losing some of those Green Bay teams were absolutely stacked, dude. Get out of here. Listen. Well, I mean, the the Super Bowl Green oh, Bay team was yeah. a good team. He, right. He knows what talent is. The problem is, is they got talent that just doesn't work with the McCarthy just, you know, uh, way of doing things because he's got an old school mentality. It's clearly not working. It's a lot of clashing in the front office. I think it's hilarious. I was going to bring this up is what we learned that Dallas really is absolutely awful and maybe the worst team in the league. <laughs> but I knew we talked about it at this game, so. Uh, I think Pittsburgh. Yeah, you've got the Steelers. I, I think I would Pittsburgh imagine. is going to blow what I said they'd be out of the water, and they're going to be undefeated still. All right. So next game is a big one Sunday night. Uh, Saints Bucks rematch. Um, this time it's in Tampa. I got to be honest, I wasn't overly impressed with um, either of these teams the past week, even though they both won. Um, Tampa is a favorite, four and a half point favorite, but I'm picking the Saints, believe it or not. Yeah, I actually game. agree. I saw, I mean, I'm not trying to use this as a way to talk about the Giants, but I think we saw that Tampa's actually kind of beatable. Um, it's the same thing. It's the Brady effect you get in his head early. You can try to beat him. I think the Saints are a much better team than the Giants, so I think they can do it. I think defensively they can get up, up, uh, get up in his face and uh, disrupt the flow and be able to uh, let Kamara show take place. Yeah. What do you got, Alex? This is actually the hardest one for me this week. Well, five and two it's versus tough. six it's and a, two. It's that a good matchup. Sense. Yeah, I mean, look, division matchup, I, I think it's, it's the toughest one for me because we're looking at, um, you know, Let's just be honest here. Drew Brees has had, he's got a shoulder injury and he just hasn't looked that good this season. Um, a lot of that is a lot of that is because he doesn't have Michael Thomas, but he's getting Michael Thomas back this week. Um, That's right. Alvin, and the Saints just have more dimensions uh, to their offense, I feel like, than the Bucks. Right. Um, you know, they're getting Alvin Kamara back. I mean, the guy's equating his toe injury to stubbing your toe on a bedpost. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, tomorrow know, will be fine. I, I, the, the only thing that kind of throws me off here is, and I think people are downplaying this a lot, is Tampa Bay is going to have Mike Evans and they're going to have Antonio Brown and they're going to have to figure a way to compensate for that. And I don't think the Saints have a strong enough defense that can play double coverage on either of those guys. Well, they definitely can. And imagine if Tampa had Godwin as well. Right. So I, I think there's a lot to take into consideration. This is the hardest game for me to pick. I'm going to pick the Saints. Um I, I don't know. I think we're going to see classic Drew Brees. This could be a good Hall we're, of Famer's duel. Yeah, we're going to see classic Drew Brees come out, you know, sling four touchdowns, really solidify the lead on passing touchdowns uh, against Tom Brady now that they're going back and forth every week yeah. um, and kind of give himself that little that little boost over it, over this game. Okay. So that leads us that leads us then to the, uh, the thriller <laughs> in MetLife on Monday night. Oh, God. Uh, the two and five Patriots, the zero and eight Jets. The Patriots are a two and five team, and they're a seven and a half point road favorite. That's what Vegas thinks about the Jets, who are one and seven against the spread. Something, something just so wants me to say the Jets are going to get their first win of the season. But then I watch them play football, and I and I say, <laughs> "Yep, zero and sixteen. Uh, so. 
And because the now the Patriots didn't win, but they just showed some fight and some life finally in a game against the Bills. I think that's enough to give me confidence where I'm picking the Patriots to win. I mean, talk. This could be the worst matchup that we've seen, really. I mean, so if I fall asleep by kickoff, that's don't how get me wrong. The Giants have had some stinkers that should not have been nationally televised. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't. But flex this Monday is night. like just. I mean, both... There's always, you know, you know, a theme here is a lot of the bad primetime games, Thursday nights, you know, Monday nights that can't be flexed. They seem to involve the Jets. <laughs> like, just don't put that team in primetime until they're legit. Yeah, it's again. kind of like, let's think ahead a little bit, please. Um, let's get some uh, proof. Um I mean, I've got zero confidence in, in in the Patriots right now, and that's I can't believe I'm saying it. I, Tom Brady it made that much of an impact, I guess, but it's still Bill Belichick. I find it very hard to believe that this is all him and his philosophy and them losing because of it. I, I it's just weird. I still think they get the win though, because um, I just say the Jets are that bad. What do you got, Alex? Uh... Y'all are going to think I'm crazy. Um, Alex's swing game of the week is dependent upon the Jets. No, look, they're both (laughs) terrible, terrible teams. But I I don't know why. But I, again, call it this. He's going with mono. For some reason, I'm going with the Jets this week. I don't know why. Dan Green is going to get their first win and cost themselves Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't know why. I just, for some reason. The I... over-under on this game is 42 and a half. My guess is that the under is yeah, going to hit. The under is definitely going like to hit. Like the Patriots are going to win this game 13 to 6. No, I, I'm telling you, man. I don't know what it is. I really don't. I, I can't explain it. I don't know why my – like, like This isn't but even here, – Here's how it's going to go. Because you're picking the Jets to win, the Jets are going to win 5-2. to two. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, like, I can't even begin to explain this crap, dude. Like, I don't know what it is. I thought about this, like, all week long. But Here's the only thing, though, and this is the only reason why I'm picking New England. We've seen the Jets play one good game, and it, they still were able to lose to a team that kicked six field goals. I mean, that is just bad football. Yeah. Like, the Bills should have lost that I game. Agree. And there's not, no way an NFL team should win with just field goals. Well, well no, I, I, listen, that's kind of why I'm picking but, the Jets. I mean, they almost beat the Bills, and they're a much better team than New that England. It doesn't, it's, that is the one time you do it. No, I can't, man. Like, I, I, that has kicked six field goals, <laughs> you are now finding ways to lose. Right, right. I understand that. We've seen them trade away a bunch of guys. I don't, look. I, I can't explain it, man. I don't I mean, know why I, I'm compelled to pick them. It's all I'm right. Like, you're allowed to go. I, you're allowed I, to go, Jeff. I am You're like, telling you. I don't know what it is, but I'm going Gang Green this game. I don't I know why. So I'm all, all right, about so, swing games, evidently. There you go. Yeah. Well, you've got plenty of swing games this week. You've got. Uh, let's see. Matt alone <laughs> has one, uh, two, three. Yeah, Matt's got three swing games on his own, so we'll see. So, as we wrap up the show tonight, boys, we're going to leave everybody with a second-half bold prediction. And I know that I mentioned that I had a pretty good bold prediction uh, for the second half of the season, so I will 
I will lead it off. Um, my bold prediction for the second half of the season is that the New York Giants will win every division game they have left, oh, and they will win their next three games in a row. That's yeah. All right. Hey, um, can you uh, give me the information to your dealer, please? Um, <laughs> that is what I and the reason why that's my bold prediction is because they've got Washington, Philly, bye week, Cincinnati, and Dallas at the end of the year. So I'm going with they're winning the rest of their division games, including their next three, which means that's five. Uh, that's four more wins and five total on the season. So you okay? So I mean, your bold prediction is basically just that they're going to win five games total. No, no, no. They're go- they're going to win five, but they're going to win every division game left, and they're going to win the next three in a row. So they're going to win. They're going to win Washington, Philly, Bengals, lose Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, and then beat the Cowboys. Correct. They're going to go on That's a three the game. The they're going to go on a three game streak and then lose four in a row and then somehow beat the Cowboys at the end of the season. That's your bold. And that's prediction. what makes it bold. Dear God. All right. That's, that's what I'm leaving. That's what I'm leaving the fans <laughs> with to end the show tonight. That's my second half bold prediction. You guys got to give me something I mean, bold. I. It does. It can be player related, I, team related. But it's got to be bold. I, I don't. I, I don't know how to follow that one up. Bold is like, hey, I'm picking. The I mean, Jets honestly, to win this game. That was bold. Bold. Bold could be. <laughs> bold could be. Could be that Alex still thinks the Panthers end up with the first. So I got two game. bold. Pre- okay, you know what? I, I two bold predictions. I was gonna one. I already had, but now that you're going that hard in the paint, I got to do this one too. I personally think that Buffalo and Chicago are both going to be the heavy-hitting defensive teams that make the playoffs and will give teams a run for their money. I don't know how far they're going to go, but I think they both end up being really strong playoff teams. And it's- so you've got a team with five wins and a team with six wins at, at week eight hey. being playoff hey. teams. Hey. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm you've got the I'm worst. Good. I mean, that's fine, but that's not exactly – You've you know- got the worst five-and-three team in the NFL yes. going to the playoffs. Yeah, he's confident in those but monsters defense, of the midway. Defense wins championships, man. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but offense wins you games. Right, so that's that's Matt's bold prediction: is that the Bills and the Bears make yes. a noise in the playoffs? Fair I enough. Mean, what do you got, Alex? God, dude, I don't even know. Um, you could stick to your you could stick to your guns, and you could say that the Panthers will pick first. No, because they're not. I mean, they're they're, they're going to win at least one more. Unfortunately, I just <laughs> I won't pick them. I'm going to take that loss. Um, oh, God, something bold. My bold prediction is that despite Tua starting as early as he has, Miami will win the AFC East. Why? Right, because I That's pick bold. Buffalo. I like it. No, no, no. Miami will win the AFC East, and the Cleveland Browns will take oh second in the division oh, over God. the Ravens. All right, that is bold. Oh, okay. Okay. That is definitely bold. Five and two Good versus luck. five and three against against a quarterback who can't throw for I more than 200 yards I would argue about game. Miami, but Let's I don't think they here. overtake Buffalo. I think – or – it'll be a tough team. 
Well, Alex, you had the Browns eight and eight, but you did not have them as a playoff team. I didn't, but that's that's my that's my second half wrap. Yeah, that is that is bold. I mean, all right. So Matt's got the Bears and the Bills uh, shaking things up and making a playoff the uh, Bears. playoffs interesting. And Alex has got the Dolphins winning the East with Tua, and the Browns getting back to the playoffs for the first time since uh, 1990. Like, yeah. Seven. All right, well, th- that's bold. We've all got a different uh, a different take on bold, but that's bold. So uh, we'll I see mean, how I those things, the- uh, those things shake out. Six and ten, let's not forget that. Originally, I had the Bears at six and ten. So it's not like I'm changing my tune on them. The Bills I had at 11 and Yeah, you did. You had, the Bear- you had the Bears at six and ten. You're definitely changing your bold. tune there. You had the Bills at 11 and five, though. So you're, you're right on so far with I'm the continuing Bills. Continuing that. So boom, we're good. Yep. All right. There we go. So the we've got our bold stuff for our fans to um to listen to and to to mock us for um if the if the time comes. So uh, we will see. But uh, <laughs> I picked the it'll Jets. Be another, it'll be another good weekend of football. And uh, now that we've got this look. stuff out, um, it'll be a good second half of the of the NFL season as well. Um, obviously, I need the. Uh, the Giants to go on a little bit of a run here. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Good but, luck. Um, yeah, right. So uh, we'll see. But it should be another another good weekend of football, boys. Um, as for as for everyone who listens to the show, we thank you for the, the support. We hope you enjoy it and, and hope you enjoy a, a week of football, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Swing game. So for, for, uh, for myself and Matt and Alex, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time. And we'll see you next week.